Uh, Leticia here from Mindset 2.0, sitting with Steve from House and Land Company in Melbourne at the moment. Steve, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Honestly, thank you so much for having me on. We just talked, we've had a quick chat before yes. at the Power Networking, getting noticed. I uh, noticed Letitia the other day popping up in a few Instagram stories. Yes. And you instantly know, um, I believe, whether you're going to connect or jail with somebody. But, uh, and here we are a few Absolutely. days later. Um, so, Steve, we're going to jump right into it. So, Steve, um, the reason I want him on the show is because of mindset. So, yes, he works in property, has a property company, but it's his mindset that's very intriguing to me. There was a time when Steve was working on a lot, classified as a millionaire, but homeless. Steve, can you walk us through that story a little bit? Yeah, sure. Looks, looks a very um, deceiving. Deceiving, yes. You can't always uh, you can't always judge a book by its cover. So, really, what happened was um, the the first time of really this happening was around about five or six years ago. Um, like everybody, we go through hard times. Sometimes we sometimes this actually comes to light, and sometimes it's hidden behind the scenes. We're very good at hiding things. Um, have the suit and tie on, shop to work, do everything there. But behind the scenes, my life was changing, going through a separation. Um, had a lot of property at the time. So I owned the property, it was tenanted, but really didn't want to tell anybody what was going on uh, and had nowhere to stay. Uh, so I ended up on my mate's couch, mm-hmm. which ended up to a bed. Uh, and then, um, quick story there, ended up moving into one of my homes that was under construction, so it was still in in build form, not even meant to be there. And I was literally leaving at 6 a.m. in the morning and showering and uh, going to the gym and feeling fantastic. And everybody's like, much respect to this guy because I was at the gym seven days a week. But the reason I was there was to work out, shower, clear my head. And I had nowhere else to go at 6 a.m. because the builders were going to turn there at 6.30. So um, really all I did is just make make a bad situation good. Um, by turning up and at the time being listening to a gentleman called Les Brown who'd been sleeping in his office and kind of got the inspiration from him. Who was Les Brown for those that don't know? So Les Brown is a uh, African-American uh, entrepreneur. Uh, he's a global speaker. Um, you'll find him on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. But uh, he's a gentleman that's been through a lot of adversity uh, and wasn't noticed until he found his voice, started spreading his story, um, and now he's one of the most book speakers in America. Uh, certainly one of my mentors, uh, we've obviously got a few, um, but African-American that came from poverty and now certainly rich, and he's a big believer in giving back. Absolutely. Now, Steve used to have a little entrepreneurial bone in his body when he was little. He had a little hot dog. He was selling hot dogs and everything else. Steve, tell us about your childhood, <laughs> because once he tells us about his childhood, we're, gonna walk, we're going to talk through the work he's done to heal his inner child. Childhood. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, age six, I uh, worked at a, a pretty well a cafe, a hot dog stand, essentially, um, selling hot dogs, meat pies, and um, and cans of Coke. Make about $20 a day um, at the age six, so that was good money back then. Used to bank that and hide that. Um, from there, fast forward to around about the age of 12, and I had six businesses. So, I was babysitting um, a couple of nights a week. I was doing two paper rounds, so a morning paper round and an um, afternoon paper round. Then I had a lawn mowing service. Then I was doing some door-to-door sales. So initially that started with a MS readathon. I was a bit cuter back then at 12, so I get away with a bit more. Then I realized that I could actually sell products door-to-door. Uh, and then also a caddy. So um, just helping out at golf courses, um, just carrying the clubs. Sometimes I pick up the balls and wash them and resell them to players. 
Um, but reason for that is I was putting around about one or $200 a week in my pocket mm-hmm. uh, and I used that to buy my bike and to save and to help out mum around the house. I love that. I was just about to ask what made you so entrepreneurial and used it to help out around the house. And well, definitely. Um, I think yeah, most people, um, most people's parents, if they're um, lucky enough, haven't gone through separation, sometimes they should leave. But anyway, uh, my parents split and I was a man around the house and I thought it was my duty to chip in and help yeah. out mum. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad and very grateful they both repartnered and um, from that was another bad situation gone better. Mum's happily married nowadays and uh, still in the same family home. And some people get happiness just from being content. We'll talk about abundance mm-hmm. this morning. Uh, abundance to me isn't necessarily money. It is your environment and what you make of it. Absolutely. Steve, you've been through depression, right? Well, I don't like to call it depression. I like you? to call it a close call. So, um, only the, the only reason, I'm not sure about the word depression, but I was certainly depressed. Uh, I was in a situation where I wasn't uh, at my best. I was certainly stressed. And I have a saying which is called, your darkest days can be your best. And what that means is if you're having 24 hours of shit, sorry if I need to edit that, no, uh, but 24 hours of shit, what you need to look for is that one pivotal moment in there where someone smiles at you, someone does something nice, and if that doesn't happen to you, make it happen to someone else. So when you're feeling bad, best way to fix it is to give. Why do you think that's important? We hear about that a lot. Uh, okay, so if we just go back to law of attraction, um, basically what you put out is what you're going to get back tenfold. So if you help somebody directly, you may not get that return back to you directly from that person but the universe will bring it from another direction. The other way too is um, simply put, it takes the focus off you. If you're only thinking about yourself, which is selfish, mm-hmm. the best key to be is to be selfless. And it, it certainly comes back. If you've helped a friend, they'll help you. So um, I think the biggest thing in word depression is normally most people sit in that emotion. Sometimes they, they get too comfortable with it and they expect bad things. So bad things happen. So, my biggest advice there is immediately change your environment. Wherever you're sitting, if, even if you're watching this right now and you're feeling bad, get up, go for a walk, and get outside. Love that. Steve, a lot of people have different morning routines. Some people like to wake up at 5 a.m. Some are successful at 9 a.m. What does mm. your morning routine look like? It moved around a little bit. I had to, I've been part of the 5 a.m. club. Yeah. I've certainly done that. Up about uh, 6.30 a.m. at the moment. So... Uh, immediately I wake up, I listen to, um, I have a, a note section, so happy to share this with Love you as that. well, which you can pass on to the audience. But I have a routine, which is 6.30, I listen to my affirmations for 10 to 15 minutes, immediately wash my face, clean up a little bit. I then do a journal, which is um, my, uh, my daily plan. Typically go for a walk um, across the road, go and get my coffee, uh, sit down there, and I use that time to do my social media posts, and also clean up my emails. Or um, every second day, the alternative is instead of heading for my coffee, I actually go to the gym, um, I do my steps, uh, do my gym workout, and then I go get my coffee. So uh, mix up the days, and the only reason for that is I like to have the variety. Mm. I've been coming a lot of, um, been meeting a lot of um, mentally successful people as well as financially successful people, and they all have one thing in common. They actually believe in the law of attraction and visualization. Mm-hmm. I was saying on my Instagram story yesterday, I um, said I said this to my friend. I said, I'm not greedy. I'm happy just to break even. He stopped me right there and said, don't say that. Did you just hear that? Yeah, that's horrible. So <laughs> when did you, horrible, none of that, guys. So when did you first come across the law of attraction and just understanding how the universe works? 
Okay, uh, that's a that's a good question. So I've been aware of the law of attraction since I was four. So even as a as a child, I could see what I would be believing into the future. So I knew the TV would, would fast forward one day. I knew that we'd have live TV. I know um, I pretty well could foresee the future yeah. in terms of what was going to happen. But it wasn't really until I started investing myself and doing a lot of personal development that it started coming true. Um, so probably around about the age of 16, 17, I started reading a lot. Some of those books are Magic of Thinking Big, uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, uh, and Robert Kiyosaki used to be a mentor, um, personal mentor of mine, uh, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, so there, so then I could actually, even though you may be aware of it, I could ask the universe what I wanted. So the simplest thing that I did was made a vision board. So I used a collection of images, affirmations, and then also written word depending on how I was feeling. Awesome. So for anybody out there who's not aware of the law of attraction, doesn't have a vision board, they're depressed right now, they're stressed, they can't seem to get themselves out of a rut, which is a lot of people... What is your few tips that you give them to get out of the rut today? Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, first thing I do is stop sharing your problems with strangers. <laughs> uh, don't overshare. I heard you talk about that yesterday. Why but, do you agree with that? Uh, why? Um, because most people don't give a shit about you. Um, the only person that's really going to care is about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, if you're going to um, share your problems, make sure you share them with somebody that's more successful that's been through that. So. I'm a big believer in helping, so reaching down to bring up. Uh, but if you need help, you need to reach up. So you need to climb that ladder there. So um, generally, the main here's, here's the first thing. Mm-hmm. It's your friends. Um, who you're surrounding yourself with uh, is the first problem. So immediately change your network. So if your Friday or Saturday night typically involves date night and going out to the movies and uh, or getting pissed or whatever that needs to be, that needs to stop. So you need to change your behaviour. Secondary, um, you need to change your environment. So that means getting out there, even if you're introverted, uh, look on some meetup groups, get to some networking um, groups, some BNIs or whatever they are that's going to certainly support you, even your sporting clubs, but get amongst individuals that inspire you. That's the second tip. Third tip um, for most people is financial um, stress. So know your budget. Um, you can download a few budgeting tips and that sort of stuff as well. Of course, you can connect mm-hmm. with us. Um, but know where your money's going. So if you're in control of your personal expenses, making sure your car's clean, your wardrobe's clean, your house is clean, whatever the clutter is at home needs to be gone. Um, so my tip would be de-fucking clutter. <laughs> um, clean your wardrobe out because unless you make space for it, it's not going to happen. So clean your friends clean your wardrobe out, clean your bloody house, clean your car, clean yourself up and reward yourself for that activity and go and get yourself a gift. So celebrate your success. I love what he just said. It's a big deal. And if you don't think it's a big deal, try it. I'm going to be cleaning out my wardrobe. There's a lot of clothes that don't fit me. And when the house is cluttered, it it is a reflection of your mental state. When I start becoming stressed, you can see clothes piling up on my bed, Mm -hmm. things on the floor. Pick it up. That's first step. Absolutely. And that um, the easiest way to fix it, I'm sort of just going to yeah, help you there, that's okay, yes, please. is, um, okay, so instead of putting it down, put it away. Put it away. So let's clean it mm-hmm. and then don't let it happen again. Mm-hmm. So don't repeat the problem. Otherwise, it's going to keep stockpiling. Mm-hmm. So that, that behavior is easily fixed. So you've either got a proactive or a reactive. If you're proactive, you'll never need the reactive. Mm-hmm. And guess what? 
you freed up another mm-hmm. 20 minutes to your day. Exactly. Anyway. Today, I wasn't, I wasn't in a rush. I just felt like washing the dishes later. But I said, just do it now. It takes two minutes. Definitely. And that's, adventures. they talk about that, um, just making your bed as soon as you get up, which is there. So you've got to get everything in order. Um, and then a few basic tips, that sort of stuff as well. So we'll be sharing those later. Absolutely. With those 10 tips you First win of the day. Guys, um, I know a lot of people that are depressed that are not doing the work on the inside. The third semester of a pregnancy of a mother up until the ages of 70, of set to seven, third semester to seven years old can impact your subconscious. Let's talk about subconscious, the mm. conditioning, and how you have done the work to yeah. overcome any limiting belief systems. Let's educate. Yeah, perfect. So subconscious, um, obviously, we only really use 5% of our uh, active mind. So subconscious really just comes from behavior. Uh, so they are your task. So what you could do there is mentally make a checklist of every action you take during your day. So, okay, I've chosen to go left over right. You need to just watch your own behavior. So try and watch it from above. And if you really wanted to see um, that change, pretend you're getting filmed for a day. Pretend this camera is going live for 24 hours and really what you want to show. Uh, Secondly to that, um, one of the ways I fix my subconscious is I listen to a bucket load of audio, um, YouTube, I do meditation, etc. But um, what I do for sleep um, is typically listen to I am affirmations, uh, listen to one called Crystal Lake Meditation, which is guided meditation. Uh, and I have that going into my head mm-hmm. as I sleep. Now, I find the next day, because I like to set up the next day for success, I'm, I've got, I'm energized, uh, I'm ready to go and I'm pumped up. Um, does come with a word of warning. <laughs> if you're playing it on YouTube, YouTube will randomly pick different videos. Uh, sometimes you may wake, wake up a little bit confused. Mm-hmm. So be careful with yeah. your soundtracks that you're picking there. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. I listened to a hypnosis, sleep hypnosis um, two weeks ago. Two of them gave me anxiety, so pick the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a great affirmation one, but I, and I started having very clear dreams after listening to that hypnosis tape. Very vivid mm-hmm. dreams. Interesting. Definitely. And there's, look, I, I'm a big believer in um, alternative as well. So obviously we have the Western Eastern culture. Uh, something I went to recently was um, a men's medicines uh, workshop. So I'm not here to promote those guys, but love them. Thank you so much. But um, breath work. So uh, one of the reasons people get anxiety is short, shallow breaths. If you just take the moment to concentrate on your breath, breathe through your stomach, through your chest, and then through your, um, through your throat, and do that 10 times, it'll slow it down. How does that look like? You mean stomach out? So stomach out, then chest, then through your throat, and then out. Now, slowing down your breath uh, will allow you to think um, more clearly. It'll also stop you reacting in the moment. Um, so it's certainly very, very good to do that. Um, very, very simple technique. And breathing, um, the reason we're breathing shallow sometimes is for adrenaline. Um, but if you really want to slow that down, deeper breaths. We, um, anxiety is a killer. Lots of people suffer from it. So, guys, let's seriously pay some attention to our breath. I'm guilty at this time. I need to start doing that. Absolutely. Relationships. Many people, Steve, have come out of a bad relationship. Men especially. They don't know how to deal with the trauma. They're like, we don't want a relationship no more. Mm-hmm. They keep sabotaging themselves. They meet good people. They stop themselves from happiness. Yep. You've been through something personal. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for the people out there that are born through a really bad relationship and they're scarred? Yeah, perfect. So what's going to happen is you're going to keep meeting that same person over and over again in a different form until you do the inner work. Uh, so first of all, um, generally when I turn up to a relationship, it's not to get anything that I need off the other person. So I had, I had two outcomes. 
So last year I wrote down um, a goal and that was, okay, one of my goals was I wasn't going to date again officially or like I saw see someone go for dinner, but I had two goals. One was either do I meet the perfect partner when I've reached the expertise in the uh, and where I wanted to be, so I might have had the million dollars in the bank and the nice car and I've got the perfect body and I've done all the work on myself and do I meet the partner at my level or do I attract the partner as I am now and then work with the partner? Mm. And now there's two different outcomes here. Uh, one, I believe, yes, you need to do the work on yourself. So the, the first thing is it's not the relationship that's killing you. It's you killing the relationship because you're either A, you're attracting punishment or B, um, you're attracting, attracting pleasure and both don't serve you if you're not serving the other person. So you need to speak in that person's love language. So if their love language is affection and time and you can't give that, that's never going to work. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a person with a similar love language to you. Obviously, there's a book called Five Love Languages. Um, second of that, finding the person that works with you from the ground up, okay? Um, I like that person in a sense more because they're not attracted to you as who you're going to be, but who you are now. And if you work together as a partnership and like a friendship, I believe the friendship foundation is important, then you would then be able to blossom together. The only problem with that is if your level is down here and who you attract is at the same level, you could be attracting someone similar to yourself and I don't recommend dating that person. Yeah. So, um, Say that last sentence again. I don't believe in belating, uh, in sorry, in dating someone similar to yourself. Mm. It's it just doesn't work. Interesting. I yeah. agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what are you doing these days? What are your goals, Steve? Goals. Okay. So, uh, run a company called Houseland Co. Uh, so, that company there uh, specialises in helping young Australians and all Australians uh, create wealth through property. So, uh, that's very serving to me because we have a national property company. Uh, that company there uh, will do about 100 homes a year, but we want to get that to 300. Uh, so financially, that'll be quite rewarding. And second to that, um, I love serving and helping clients in repeat business. Separate to that, um, I run a lot of networking events. So I don't charge for the networking events typically with about 70 to 100 people. Um, we typically have three speakers come up and share a story of success for five to seven minutes. That's so we can serve the audience in the best way and we can give three young entrepreneurs a voice. I typically MC those those events. Good for my brand, but I don't need to be the main speaker. Um, And then what we do in those um, events is we force people to interact. Connect on LinkedIn, then I hear back about their wins. We also run some dinners. Um, We also run mastermind experiences, which we can elaborate on later. Uh, And then there will also be a rewards program. And that's the people I really want to have, which are what I call who's at your table. Sometimes you'll sit down and you'll look around and you may have a moment of like, this is pure bliss. Or sometimes you'll look at the people at the table and like, I'm sitting with the wrong crowd. What I believe in is getting the right people at your table. The only way to do that is to create an event, then you invite them, you attract them, and you'd be surprised who turns out. What kind of people come to these events? Uh, Typically um, business owners, so small to to medium-sized business owners, uh, successful salespeople, so people that are... um, I guess, high net worth or they're chasing goals and KPIs. Uh, Sometimes I'll get influencers, so LinkedIn influencers, Instagram influencers. They add their bit as well. Uh, Typically, I'll invite a few friends as well, so I like to put normal people in the crowd (laughs) Uh, because everyone has a story. And typically what I want to do is get two different chemistries to interact and see what they create. Uh, But I'm only after good, enthusiastic people that have a great mindset 
uh, no time for silly people uh, and no time for people that just come to you crowd and take away. Reason for that is I'm a big believer is if you're still putting out, you'd love an opportunity to go into network into their events as well. When did you start that? Oh, okay. Um, I've been having parties since I was 18, but it was a different type of networking. But um, I've been running these events for probably the last 10 years. Uh, I've been in masterminds for 10 to 15 years, but essentially since I moved to Melbourne, I didn't really know many people when I was up here. So the best way to get to know the people is to host a party or host a networking event um, and then I typically get those um those people that turn up from LinkedIn. So I'd do an invitation via LinkedIn and they'll say, can I bring a friend and a great way to network? I love that. I'm not doing anything like that, so I'll be tagging along. Um, absolutely. Steve, time management is a hard one for a lot of startups and a lot of people in general. Um, serious question, how do you manage your time? How do you do social media, do the sales outreach, do the property, do everything, and the events? Okay. Uh, my trick is uh, accountability partners. Um so let's say there's only one me, but I have five accountability partners. They all need a certain amount of, amount of my time and I need to deliver them. So how I manage my time is I set appointments for myself in my calendar. I typically have my week worked out um, a week ahead. Mostly I like to say I sit down on Sundays and plan that week out. Let's say that's about 70% true. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to leave gaps to leave it on the fly for opportunities yes. like you and I to catch up. Um, but I, I know when I've best got my energy so I'm going to do my gym in the morning to create energy I'm going to do the hard stuff first get that out of the way then I'm going to do my prospecting during the day and one day per week I leave open for networking which is typically a Wednesday um, that's because that's boring part of the week for me so that's my fun day uh, I go out and I actively meet people I set coffee meetings or I go and do the um, the outreaches that I need to do a lot of people hate sales it's nerve-wracking. What's your opinion about picking up the phone call for the phone and calling random businesses if you're trying to sell a service? Perfect. So um, I changed the word selling to helping. Uh, so I normally look at solution-based. So typically if I'm going to ring somebody, I'm going to work out what their problem is. I'm just say, hey, my name is Steve. I'm from Houseline Co. Uh, we have an appointment or this is what I want to discuss with you today. First of all, make sure the person answering the phone is the person you need to speak to because um, half the time we get to get through the gatekeeper. And typically, um, we've been selling since we were a child. So if you go back to a persistent four-year-old that really wants to get what they want, if you acted like that, you'll get everything you want in life because parents never say no. Be keen, be enthusiastic, speak to the right person. NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, be aware of the words that you call it. If you're calling it sales, you're going to get nervous. Nobody wants to be a pushy salesperson. So that's a great takeaway. Thank you. Um, so I've always been someone... Um, in my youthful ages, and I might, I might have something to learn here, but I've always said I don't care about legacy. According to you, that might be wrong. Why is legacy important? Okay. So um, if we really look at the DNA of our fathers and their grandfathers and all this sort of stuff, typically we couldn't go past our grandfather with where the family tree would be. Um, that's because the same problems run over and over again in the family, okay? What I believe, and this is the black sheep of it, mm -hmm. is uh, I am the black sheep of my family. Uh, we have a typical background, being an Irish background, of being strong, independent males, some violent, some drink, some alcoholics, that sort of yeah. stuff, and I believe in changing that. So first of all, um, kids watch our behaviour, so I like to change my behaviour and my kids because they'll then emulate it. But impact and legacy is so important because we're given one opportunity to be on this earth that we're aware of. Mm -hmm. And um, how impact can be done 
is let's say you can't wear the weight of the world on your shoulders, but you know five people that have a million plus following. If you want to get your message out, you go and find those five people and you share your story like we are today. Mm -hmm. And that's where your impact also can be given. So this one interview could trigger off a series of events. So um, if you're unable to do it yourself, find somebody that's doing what you want to do. And I guarantee there's a million people out there doing that. And speak to those people, get on their podcast, get on their YouTubes and share your story. Uh, and typically, if you're running out of, um, I guess, topics, it's going to be for some people, homelessness, drug addiction, uh, domestic abuse. It's going to be a global crisis. It's going to be Greenpeace. It's going to be um, certainly doing the right thing in your community. Um, really, where it starts is in here. So treat yourself kindly and you'll be surprised how the world will change. Yeah. And what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? Okay, well, I've got two challenges. Yeah. One's a bit interesting, um, but I'll, I'll share that on here. Um, one, uh, I, I personally like to do um, deal with homelessness, um, so I'm a big believer in that. Not typically the, the standard run-of-a-mill um, drug and alcoholics, but I believe that sometimes good people get into bad situations. So providing solutions for those. So I think helping people just before they get to that moment is the most important part not when they're in it because it's a bit harder to fix. So anyone watching that that's going through tough times, certainly please reach out to me. I'll certainly be able to connect you up with the right people and at least help you there. Secondly, um, I've got a desire to, to travel um, and ideally I want to go up. Uh, so if I can, Richard Branson's got a spot for me one day. I'd love to do, even if I'm just leaving the earth for a little bit, um, I want to go high as I can. I think the, I think the universe is designed to be explored and whether that's now or later, um, I have a desire to either leave this Earth or head to Mars, head to the Moon, head, head wherever, but get as far as I can from my comfort zone and go up as much as I can. So ultimately, um, I'm interested in not now, but the next 20, 30 years, what the world will come up with and our opportunities to travel to destinations that we haven't been to mm -hmm. before. That's a very unique um, it's definitely, desire. It's definitely unique. Most people don't share they're real internal ones and I'm mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm Thanks personally going to be um, stalking Steve around Melbourne to all his events. Hopefully he doesn't mind. Um, just the other day I was visualising that I need to set up an um, event or workshop, but you don't always need to set up your own thing. You can go along to other events that are existing and do your thing. Steve, pleasure having you on the show today okay. and I hope that I have you on again in six months' time. Lovely. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Awesome. Look forward to connecting with you on the social media channels. Have a great day. We're going to link him all his details in the description below. Bye, guys. Have an awesome day. Be productive. Cheers.